षण्णो मित्रशं वरुण षण्णो भवत्मा इंद्र बृहस्पति षण्णो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्या वदिष्या सत्यम वदिष्या तन्मावधु तद्वक्तावधु मवतु वक्ता सहनावदो सहनो भुन सह वीर्यंकमस्तुमेषावह छंदसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधयाणारणो भूयास शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पीद श्रुत मे गोपाय ओ शाषाशा अहम वृक्षरिवा कीर्ति पृष्ठंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्द्रविणगुंसवर्चस सुमेधाक्षिदेदाचन शांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांतिशांति
ईश्वर गुरुरात्मेरे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांग मनसगोचरम अवांग मनसगोचरम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अतीतद्वैतभानतः गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत सारं वक्ष्येय सामदे सारं वक्ष्येय सामदे इस्टडे वे डिस्कस्ट दे टू काइंड ऑफ क्रिएशन वन इज अ क्रिएशन विच इज विच ब्रिंग्स अबाउट a modification or a change or a transformation in the cause where the cause undergoes a real transformation and becomes the effect that is called vikara or parinama this is one kind of creation like the milk undergoing transformation to become curd or clay undergoing a change in form to become the pot this kind of a creation we call vikara or parinama transformation or change <clears throat> another kind of creation is the creation of the snake from the rope where the rope without undergoing any change as though becomes a snake it is as though creation not a real creation creation of snake is as though creation that is called vivarta it is really an appearance of snake a rope appearing as snake clay becoming the pot is one that is a becoming and the rope appearing as snake this is appearance so this is essentially two kinds of creations <clears throat> and what is the nature of creation that we encounter in front of us the cause of the creation is said to be brahman brahman means jagat karanam the cause of the creation so what kind of a cause and we are talking of understand material cause there are two causes for every creation efficient cause and material cause efficient cause is intelligent cause and everyone knows that the efficient or the intelligent cause does not undergo change for creation of the effect it is a material cause that undergoes the change in the creation of an effect and that brahman is not only the efficient cause it is even the material cause what kind of a material cause not like the clay is for the pot meaning brahman does not undergo any change or transformation but it is like the rope is for the snake meaning that the whole creation nothing but an appearance of brahman you may say brahman appears as a creation this is the fundamental thing about that vedanta reveals that brahman is vivarta upadana karanam it is material cause all right but a material cause that does not undergo any change or transformation 
meaning the creation is an appearance. That's why it's called mithya. <coughs> then it was said, when this is the case, what is known as apavada, what is known as the superimposition or apavada, is in this case, just as the snake completely resolves into the rope, or snake reveals itself to, the ro- to be the rope, similarly also when the whole creation resolves into Brahman, or the whole creation reveals itself to be nothing but Brahman, then that is what we call apavada, de-superimposition. So what was formerly taken to be snake is known to be rope, and so also what was formerly taken to be creation, or world, or duality, or diversity, is known to be Brahma, then that is called the Apavada, the superimposition. And that is illustrated in the next passage, passage 139, page 82. lakshana. <coughs> so here an interesting definition is given of Apavada. Karyasya karana matra matra sattavasheshanam. So when the effect reduces itself to nothing but the cause, so when the effect reduces itself to nothing but the cause, that is what we call apavada de superimposition. Karana swarupa vyatarekena karyasya asattavadharanam va apavada. Or when the effect does not enjoy a satta or existence or reality of its own. So when the effect does not enjoy a reality of its own, then also we say, then we see that what is called effect does not have a reality of its own. What we call the creation of the world doesn't have a reality of its own. It totally derives its reality from Brahma. And this knowledge also is called apavada or de-superimposition. Evam lakshana apavada kerakramena. In what is the sequence of this apavada? or de-superimposition, this question arises. And what is the sequence now? The sequence for creation was described to us. What is the sequence for the de-superimposition? The, the superimposition was described. What is the sequence for de-superimposition? The rule is viparyayenatu kramaha. That sequence is in a reverse order. That's all. So why is this model, this, this so-called five-element model, and why is this model so much... I mean, adopted and, and, you know, emphasized by Vedanta, or rather presented by Vedanta, not emphasized, but presented by Vedanta, because other models are also presented by Vedanta. In different Upanishads, we find different models of creation. But this text presents here, and more commonly we find this model of the five elements, how they evolve from the subtle to the grossest, is so that Viparyaya, in the reverse order, we can go back to the source. The idea is, in our life, we want to go back to the source, Somehow we find ourselves separated from the source. The water has its source in the ocean. Somehow the water finds itself separated from the source. The sun, because of the heat of the sun, that water gets evaporated and gets formed into a cloud and is carried away to a far distance by the wind and then it falls somewhere, it rains somewhere, it falls in the form of rain somewhere far away on the mountains. And somehow, therefore, the water is separated from its source. And the water wants to return to the source. Because nothing else can, you know, water cannot but travel to its source. Because that is its natural state. 
So how the river naturally rushes towards the ocean? Because that is its source and that is its natural state. That is its nature. And so also there is a natural desire for us also to 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 reach or merge into the source because that is the natural state. In case of water, of course, there is a real separation in terms of distance. And therefore, that water in the form of river has to cover a real distance. So that is where the illustration, you know, uh, has, uh, you know, the illustration does not apply. What applies in case of river and ocean is that, yes, the water is anxious to reach its source because that is where from it is originated and that is its real nature. And so the, somehow this jiva is separated from its source which is Brahman. Except that this separation is not of the nature of time or place or condition. Not that jiva is away from Brahman in terms of time or space or is away in terms of any other way. Even what we call object, the, uh, the material, vastutvam, that jiva is one kind of thing and Brahman is in the kind also it is separated. There is no separation whatever. Here the only separation is of the nature of ignorance. And the superimposition of the various notions and conclusions that ignorance brings about, this is separation. So what separates me, let's say, what separates me from the rope? The notion that this is a snake. That's the only thing that separates me. And so, so what separates me from my real self? Just the notion that I am ahankara, I am jiva that I am an individual being, that, that's all. So it is this notion. Or what separates me from Brahman, that I think that this creation is real. So reality given to the snake deprives me of the vision of the rope, and so so the reality given to the creation uh, prevents me from, keeps me away from seeing the true nature of the creation, and so, so reality given to the sense of jivatvam or the sense of individuality is what prevents me from seeing my true nature. And so that really, it's not that going to the source is due to travel someplace or any kind of an action is required. Really, in seeing, no action is required at all. So here when they talk of apvada or de-superimposition, it is not really an action. It's seeing. How one sees the the parts as nothing but the clay. And what action is required or what has to be done to the part in order to see the part as clay? Nothing. Just that you have to see that for change the focus of attention. As long as the mind is so fascinated by the form and the design and the color and what it is and distinctions that the parts have from one another so long the mind is not able to appreciate this fact. And when those distinctions are no more important when to the seeker, all that is important is the content, the essence, the truth. In our life that is not so. So many uh, names and forms and so many distinctions are important today. So what really at the moment catches my attention is distinction. In what way one is different from the other? In what way I am different from the other? Or what is my form? What is my shape? What is my individuality? What is my distinction? That is what always catches my attention. <clears throat> and that's all the mind keeps on fighting for, that I am like this and someone else is like that. I am not good as this, I am better than this, I am so and so. And that being so and so always catches my attention. That is always the focus of my attention. 
And as long as that is important, so long we are not able to see the truth of ourselves. Just as, as long as the name and form and the design and the use and the function of the part is important to me, so long the essence of the part, namely the clay, escapes my attention. It's there, but then I don't make note of it. And so also, as long as these distinctions are important, as long as various notions or complexes about me are important, so long the truth about myself, I don't make note of it. That's what Lord Krishna says. Avyaktam vyaktimapannam manyante mamabuddha. People feel that I have become manifest in a given form. So Lord Krishna is none other than ourselves. People feel that, that self has assumed a form, it has become formed, it has become little. And so as long as that littleness alone is important to me, so long I miss that. You know, we give you the example of how when even a small object is kept so close to the eyes, how that object even conceals a huge mountain. Even a small straw kept so close to the eyes can conceal the mountain and so on. So just this notion of sense of individuality conceals the self. The illustration here also was given how a patch of cloud obstructs my vision of the sun and sun which is in fact, I don't know, so big in dimension is still as though covered by a patch of cloud because the cloud obstructs my vision and so also these notions which are the product of ignorance just obstruct and distort my vision. So de-superimposition is not to do something. Not that you break all the parts, you know, into some kind of a lump or that the whole creation is broken into some, you know, and disappears and vanishes. But that, if when the creation is, Brahman disappears, then of course we have to do something. Beneath the duality is that the cost of non-duality or the duality of the creation denies the substratum, then it's okay, but that's not so. Brahman is very much there even when the creation is. And Brahman is even when the creation is not. So both ways this can be looked upon that one can withdraw one's attention from the grosser and focus it to the subtler and subtler and subtler and ultimately uh, see the essence which is the subtlest. Or one can appreciate even when in the name and form also one can appreciate the rasti, bhati, priyam. Here anyway in the next passage Tesh was the process of de-superimposition which is in a reverse order. And that is the main reason why the order of creation is described in Vedanta. The purpose of describing creation in certain order is not to give it a scientific reality or something, or to give reality to creation. The purpose of describing order of creation is to enable us to go back to the source by what we call the reverse order. <coughs> so the passage 139 says, Tathahi etad bhoga yatanam etad bhoga yatanam chatur vidha sakala sthula sharira jatam bhogya rupa annapana dikam etad ayatana bhuta bhuradi Chaturdasha Bhuvanani Etadayatana Bhutam Brahmandamcha 
चतुर्विध सकल स्थूल शरीर जातम जातम मीन्स द होल ग्रुप ऑफ स्थूल शरीर द होस्ट ऑफ ऑल द ग्रॉस बॉडीज एंड वट आर द काइंड ऑफ ग्रॉस बॉडीज चतुर्विध द फोर काइंड ऑफ ग्रॉस बॉडीज दैट वॉज डिस्कस्ड अर्लियर द बॉडीज आर क्लासिफाइड अकॉर्डिंग टू द प्रोसेस ऑफ देर बर्थ जरायुजम ऑल दो बॉडीज वॉट कॉल मैमल्स बॉर्न ऑफ द वुम्ब Andajam, those which are born of the egg, like the snakes and like the birds, and then udhishvedajam, born of moisture, like the lice, etc. Udhijam, born of the earth, like the plants and and herbs, vegetables, trees, etc. So these are the four kinds of bodies. So they are all four kinds of living beings, let us say. And so this we can say that the four kinds of gross bodies, chaturvida. फूड and pana means a drink so food and water etc that we have bhogya rupam which are the objects of experience so through this body what do we experience various kinds of objects which can be called food and water in all the various shabda sparsha rupa rasagandha meaning the sound and the touch and the form and the color and the taste and smell so all these various objects that we experience all of them that is called bhogya jatam meaning the whole host of the objects of experience आयतन भूत भूरादि चतुर्दश भुवना एंड वेर दिस फूड वेर दिस ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ एक्सपीरियंस एज वेल एज ऑल दिस बॉडीज वेर आर द लोकेटेड द लोकेटेड इन ऑल दिस वेरियस फोर्टीन वर्ल्ड इट वे डिस्क्राइब लाइक दिस अर्थ इज वन वर्ल्ड सेट दैट देर आर सिक्स वर्ल्ड अबव एंड सेवन वर्ल्ड बिलो मेकिंग टोटली फोर्टीन वर्ल्ड फोर्टीन लेट्स रेल्स ऑफ एक्सपीरियंसेज सो वन रेल्स ऑफ एक्सपीरियंस इज अर्थ दैट इज वॉट वी एक्सपीरियंस 
And then supposedly there are six other subtler realms of experiences and seven grosser realms of experiences. So, and we imagine that in each realm of experience there are living beings enjoying having this kind of bodies where the experiences take place and there are corresponding objects of experience and all of this. Etad ayatana bhutam brahmandam cha and where this whole host of this gross creation. So gross creation is looked upon as the body is where the experiences take place, the objects of various experience, and where these bodies and objects of experience are, namely the different realms, and this whole host of things are in what we call Brahmanda or this cosmos. So, the whole cosmos, and uh, cosmos, housing all of this, or accommodating all of this, which is the place where all of these are located, what of so etat sarvam brahmanam cha etat sarvam etesham kararupam panchigrad bhutamatram bhavati all of this is made up of what panchigrada panchamahabhuta all of this is made up of the five elements so five gross elements this was described earlier how from the five gross elements the space air fire water and earth how the bodies are made how the objects that we experience also are made, how the world in which we live also is made. So, the seat of experience, the objects of experience, and the world in which the experiences take place, all of this is made up of five elements. To see this fact, it is not that we have to wait for a time when all this dissolution will take place, that we will be able to resolve everything in the five elements. But to see this fact, that all of this is made up of nothing but the five gross elements. That what I call body or what I even call self is nothing but the modification of the five elements. And the various objects that I experience are also nothing but five elements. And the world in which all of this is, is also nothing but the five elements. This is it. Just as what I call the cloth is nothing but cotton. So to see the cotton cloth as cotton is called resolving the cloth in the cotton. For that it's not necessary that you must separate all the threads, you know, and then see it as cotton. But even when it is in the form of the cloth, if one appreciates it as cotton, then it is said to be, we say that you resolve the cloth into cotton. And so this, this is how we can meditate, you know. Meditate, this one form of meditation. We can sit and see how this body of mine, which I call my body, which I call I, is nothing but five elements. How do you say the body is made up of five elements? Because the body makes sound when it strikes against something. That means there is element space, because sound is the quality of space. In the body, there is a sensation of touch. That means there is element air. Then the body has heat. That shows there is element fire. Body has fluids. That is element water. And body has the earthly matter. That is element earth. And that is how we can see this body. That will be an objective appreciation of what I call my body. Without worrying about whether it is male body or a female body or a white body or other body or tall or short, when I just look look at it from what it is made about, just as when we look at the pot and not worry about when it was made and how it was made and and just look at it, what is it made of, that it is made of clay, and similarly also, just sit and appreciate this fact, that this body is nothing but the five elements. This is, this can be appreciated. 
or other bodies also that I see are also nothing but five elements. And from that standpoint, really, one body is not essentially different from another body in as much as this body is also five elements, other bodies also are five elements. And how about the various objects, the food that I enjoy, the food that I experience, what is it? Also five elements. What I drink, also elements. One element may be predominant in drink, the element water may be predominant. In the food, the element earth may be predominant, but nothing but five elements they are. Various sounds that I experience, various touch that I experience, various colors that I experience, all of these are nothing but the five elements. And where is all this thing housed? In this earth, in this world. What is that made up of? Also the same five elements. So, this is, when we see this fact, really speaking, when one can totally get, I mean, when one has totally recognized, or you may say realized this fact, or seen this fact, in that case, we even lose the distinction between the different bodies. So, sense of individuality with which one feels on account of identifying oneself with just one body, that sense of individuality doesn't bother. So, this is says, Panchigrata Bhutamatram Bhavati, that all of this reduces itself into nothing more than just the five gross elements. So, all the perceptible creation, my body, the objects that I experience, and the world in which I live, live all of this reduces to five gross elements. This is one state of reduction. Like reducing the pot into clay, that reduction takes place in our mind's eye. Or reducing the cloth into cotton, again the reduction that takes place in mind's eye, reducing the effect into cause. So one level of reduction. Then the second level in the passage 140. Etani Shabdadi Vishaya Sahitani Panchi Kritani Bhutani Sukhshmishari Rajatancha Etat Sarvam Etesham Karana Rupa Apanchi Krita Bhūtamātram bhavati. Alright, so now we have in our mind's eye reduced everything to the five gross elements. Etāni. So these five gross elements, panchīgartāni, bhūtāni, all of these five gross elements, shabdādi, viṣaya sahitāni. Understand that every gross element has its own quality. As we know, the element earth has the quality smell, the element water has the quality taste, element fire has the quality color, element air has the quality touch, element space has the quality sound. Shabdadi vishaya sahitani. So all these various sense objects, the five sense objects, shabda, sparsha, rupa, sound, etc. And these five gross elements, sukshma, sharira, jatam, cha. Then we go to the next level. So, now, over and above the gross creation, we have what we call the subtle creation. I not only have the gross body, but I have what we call sukshma shariram, or subtle body. What is the subtle body made of? What does subtle body consist of? The mind, the intellect, the five organs of perception, the five organs of action, the prana. 
Now my observation goes to the second level. So first I reduce my gross body in what we call the five elements. Now I go further that I have this breathing. What is it made up of? It is made up of, now the subtle body is made up of five subtle elements. Like the organs of perception, the ears, they are made up of what? The sattva aspect of the elements, air, I mean element space. Eyes are made up of sattva aspect of the element fire. Thus I see this fact. How the subtle body is made up of the five subtle elements. So this is the second level of seeing. So my gross body reduced to five gross elements. Those very five gross elements have originated from what? From the five subtle elements. And what I call the subtle body also has originated from what? From the five subtle elements. So, panchikritani bhutani sukshma sharira jatam cha. So, these five gross ele- grossified elements as well as the host of what we call the subtle body. And we need not do anything with the world. Really what we are doing is with our own self. When I reduce one body, this body, and I see it as five elements, then I have seen everything as five elements. Because, in fact, what I call my own self becomes the, the, the focus of my observation and attention. And when I will resolve something with reference to myself, I'll be able to resolve it with reference to everything else. So this gross body is five elements. My subtle body is nothing but five subtle elements. And these five gross elements also have evolved from where? From the five subtle elements. So next is resolving the five gross elements into five subtle elements. And what we call the subtle body, the mind, the intellect, the organs of perception, etc., the subtle body also is seen as resolving into the five subtle elements. So, Sukhma Sharira Jatam Cha Eta Sarvam Etesham Karana Rupa Apanchigrata Bhutamatram Bhavati That all of this is the fact, originated from the cause. What's the cause? The five subtle elements. We are going back in the reverse order. How all of this resolves into its cause, five subtle elements. <clears throat> okay, then we go to the third third level in the passage one forty one. Etani sattvari guna sahitani. Apanchi Kritani Utpatti Vyutkramena Etat Karana Bhuta Agnano Pahita Chaitanya Matram Bhavati Etani Sattvadi Gunasahitani Apanchi Kritani so, now we have what we call, in our mind's eye, the whole creation is now reduced to what we call five subtle elements. The whole gross creation was first reduced to five gross elements, and these five gross elements themselves originated from the five subtle elements, and the subtle body also is originated from five subtle elements. So now I see the whole creation, including my own body and mind, etc., is all dissolved into five subtle elements. Each subtle element has these three qualities, sattva, rajas and tamas. 
etani sattvadi guna sahitani so sat apanchi kritani so these five elements consist i mean which possess the three qualities sattva rajas and tamas vyutpatti vitkramena by reverse order of creation karana bhuta agnyanopahita chaitanya matram bhavati where have these five elements originated from so we say that vitpatti the reverse order is what that the element earth originated from the element water and so earth originated from water water originated from fire fire originated from air air originated from space and space originated from what from what we call agnyanam or the ignorance or maya so this is how the order is reversed and everything is resolved into what we call agnyanam or maya <coughs> of course ignorance cannot be by itself agnyanopahita chaitanya matram bhavati we see that all of this is created from what we call ishvara the lord who is the lord chaitanyam or self for the awareness and our with maya or ignorance so we see the whole creation of even five subtle elements along with its qualities satvarajastamas all of that is going back into its source which is the the consciousness and our with ignorance so ignorance is the fundamental cause of the creation and thus we see that ignorance which is also called manifest also called maya so unmanifest is from where is all the manifestation is come so consciousness along with the unmanifest is called agnyanopahita chaitanyam that is the source that is also what we call ishvara so chaitanyam means consciousness of brahman brahman endowed with maya the creative power the projecting power that, that is called ishvara so that is the source of the entire creation and thus we trace the whole creation back to its fundamental source namely ignorance along ignorance which is blessed by or ignorance endowed with what i mean in ignorance which conditions what we call the consciousness agnyanopahita chaitanyam consciousness associated with ignorance <coughs> that's the final cause so either one can do this in a physical manner that's what the yogis seek to do by in fact withdrawing their attention first withdraw withdraw the attention from the objects of the world focus upon your body that's what you did in meditation also focus attention on the body go from you know go mentally on the uh, travel along the body mentally from from the top to the tip and back and that's how the mind is completely withdrawn from the outer preoccupations to the body then slowly from the gross body you go to the subtle body the gross body you go to the breathing process which is subtle and from the breathing process you go to the mind which is even subtle from the mind you go to the silence which is even subtle and the thoughts also ultimately dissolve in what we call unmanifest so that silent awareness that is where it manifests <coughs> it there all everything resolves but still we have not come to the most final source now that is said in the page, passage 142 चैतन्यम्चरादिकम्तरा
ఆధారభూత అనుపహిత చైతన్యరూపం తురీయం బ్రహ్మమాత్రం భవతి అజ్ఞానోపహిత చైతన్యంఫెస్ట్ వాట్ కాల్ దిగ్నరెన్స్ విచ్ ఇస్ ఫండమెంటల్ కాస్ అండ్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ అసోసియేట్ విత్ ఇగ్నరెన్స్ ఆల్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ విచ్ ఇస్ వాట్ కాల్ ఈశ్వర సో ఈశ్వర క్రియేటర్ ఇస్ దట్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఆర్ బ్రహ్మన్ ఎండార్డ్ విత్ ద క్రియేటివ్ పవర్ కాల్ ఇగ్నరెన్స్ ఆర్ మాయా సో ఏతద్ అజ్ఞానం సో దిస్ ఇగ్నరెన్స్ అజ్ఞానోపహిత చైతన్యం చెంజ్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఎండార్డ్ విత్ ఇగ్నరెన్స్ ఈశ్వరాధికం విచ్ ఇస్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ఈశ్వర సో వెన్స్ ఎట్సెట్రా దెర్ ఆల్సో ది కాన్షియస్నెస్ అసోసియేటెడ్ అన్మేనిఫెస్ట్ ఇస్ కాల్ ఈశ్వర అసోసియేటెడ్ విత్ ద టోటాలిటీ ఆఫ్ సటిల్ బాడీ ఇస్ కాల్ హిరణ్యగర్భ అసోసియేట్ విత్ టోటాలిటీ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద గ్రాస్ బాడీ ఇస్ కాల్ విరాట్ ఆల్ దిస్ వాస్ ప్రాడ్ ఆఫ్ అర్లియర్ అండ్ సో విరాట్ ఇంటూ హిరణ్యగర్భ హిరణ్యగర్భ ఇంటూ ఈశ్వర ఇన్ ఆల్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ ఈవెన్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ద క్రియేటర్ ఆర్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ద కాస్ ఈవెన్ ద ఐడియా ఆఫ్ కాస్ అనుపహిత చైతన్య రూపం తురీయం బ్రహ్మ మాత్రం భవతి వాట్ డస్ ఇట్ రిజాల్వ్ ఇన్ టు బ్రహ్మన్ విచ్ ఈస్ ఈవెన్ డివైడ్ ఆఫ్ ద ఐడియా ఆఫ్ కాసాలిటీ సో ఎస్ లాంగ్ ఇస్ ఐడియా ఆఫ్ కాసాలిటీ సూపర్ ఇంపోజ్డ్ అపాన్ ట్రూత్ దెన్ సో లాంగ్ వి కాల్ ఇట్ క్రియేటర్ సస్టైనర్ డిస్ట్రాయర్ సో లాంగ్ వి కాల్ ఇట్ ఈశ్వర కాల్ ఇట్ లార్డ్ ది కంట్రోలర్ ఒమ్నిషన్ ఒమ్ని ఫోరెన్ అండ్ వాట్ ఎవర్ but even all those ideas are also associated with what we call upadhi upadhi means this conditioning element this the total samasti upadhi or the aggregate of this upadhi which is why brahman gains the designation of what we call ishwara the creator so even that creator also that is what we call the cause and that idea of causality also when it is resolved anupahita chaitanya rupam turiyam brahma matram bhavati then it all resolves into chaitanyam awareness anupahitam unconditioned awareness we said upahitam and anupahitam the crystal when it appears to be red then we call it crystal that is conditioned by the color red or orange and crystal by itself is anupahitam even while appearing colored it really is colorless and similarly also chaitanyam even while appearing to be the cause of the creation is really devoid of the idea of your own cause. Anupahita Chaitanya Rukam Brahm Turiyam What is called Turiyam meaning fourth. This refers to waking, dream and deep sleep that which is substratum of all the three states. Or Brahma that which is substratum of the whole creation. The whole universe is resolved into Brahma or Turiyam. Pure awareness. As I said this is not a physical process and as much as something happens to the world it is a matter of seeing this fact and for that seeing it becomes necessary for us to quieten our mind or withdraw our mind to see this truth that's the reason why in the meditation process also these various steps are described relaxation you know so create attention and then feel the relaxation and slowly and slowly focus your attention to subtler and subtler and subtler from outer to the inner self and that when everything dissolves in the inner self 
Even the resolver also is no more is, is there. Then there is what we call Anupahita Chaitanyam, that unconditioned consciousness. Turiyam, which is called force. Brahma Matram, which is called Brahma, or the cause of creation, the substrate of the creation. That is where everything resolves. Turiyam, Brahma Matram, Bhavati. <coughs> Okay, I think that should be enough for this morning. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyakruta Vande Bhagavanta Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om